Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Another week, another job fair. Cody, who's hiring? Give me, give me one guaranteed job opening out there. I'll do you one better. I can give you four guaranteed job openings this week, Roy. In Oakley, California, all of the members of a San Francisco Bay Area school have resigned after they were heard talking shit about the parents on a Zoom broadcast they didn't recognize was being broadcast to everybody. Yes, Yes, bitch. (laughs) Yo, how many jobs have been lost to unmuted Zooms at this point? Just innumerable. And what's worse is it wasn't just unmuted. They were fully aware they were off mute, but they didn't know when they started swearing and talking about parents just want to get babysitters to stay home and smoke weed that everyone was watching. It was like they only saw four of the 400 grids they were watching. So they thought they was just talking to each other. Yeah, just kicking amongst the powers that be when really everyone could hear. It was, I mean, to get caught with multiple feet in your mouth when you only have from your shoulders up on camera has got to be one of the more exciting and embarrassing ways to go. Ah, yeah, yeah. All right, so there it is. San Francisco School Board now hiring. My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Welcome back to this acoustical radio presentation. JG is in the building. Hello. Cody Will, as always, over there doing something. We'll hear from him in a second. Uh, this this episode, you know, again, what, what do we say, Jacqueline? What, what do I say? Every now and then, we will pretend to be organized. And this week, we have a theme. We are not pretending. Well, uh, well, you know what? That's true. We are not pretending because you are very integral in making sure that this show is halfway assembled into something that has a purpose. So uh, we have a theme this week. We didn't have a theme last. Well, no, we did have a theme last week. Uh, also, shout out to everybody that that emailed us about about Susan. Uh, we got to think of it because I don't want to call her Susan the racist. She's <laughs> no. Susan the I was forced to be racist that one time and I didn't like it, so I didn't do it again. No, you that's know? too long. You can't put it on a card. But that's the truth. Okay, I'm with you on the truth now. I'll always go with you on the truth. Susan, the kind of, I'm not racist no more, but I did it that one time. Like, she treated racism like 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 a fling. Like, you know, I, that one time you kiss a girl in high school <laughs> or you do something crazy. You know, I I drank one time in high school. I didn't like the taste of it, so I I chewed tobacco one time. I denied black people bank loans over the phone, <laughs> racially profiled. What is it with you and Susan? You keep talking about Susan. I want her back on this show. Oh, she'll I, do it. I really do want her back on this show because I really do want to delve into the world of oil boxing, on wrestling. The road. Whatever it was, bikinis and oil. I want to know how you were doing this. Alabama is an interesting place. The theme this week is serving the people. So uh, we had a couple of jobs that we're going to explore, you know, in the world of employment. You know, they may not be hiring where you are, but it's, you know, worth thinking about. But we are going to talk with people, including the worst and first. Uh, We're going to be talking with people that work in service to the public. I believe it was what's it called? A forward-facing job. 
That's correct. Forward facing. Front jobs. facing. Forward facing. Forward, f- forward facing jobs. And of course, the homie Rod, for short, is going to have you a uh, uh, way to break the ice. I'm going to start guessing what liquor he's drinking when he comes on this program. I bet you today he's drinking cinnamon sugar vodka with a splash of caramel tequila or just something from another universe. Uh, speaking of forward facing, uh, let's talk about vaccines. First off, y'all, did y'all get the vaccine? Are y'all, are y'all, are y'all fucking with the COVID vaccine at all? JG? I've been thinking about oh, it. Oh my God. That was a long pause. I've been thinking about it. I do want it. What do you mean thinking? Either you want to, either you don't do the shit or you don't. I don't need it, it first. I don't want to be first. Been considering I've been thinking, this ain't going back to grad school. <laughs> I don't want it first. This time, don't put me first. I don't need to be first. I will wait to see how it works out. I have an aunt in the medical field. She's going to take it. That's close enough to my DNA. If she's okay, then yes, I'll go ahead and get in line. But I don't have to rush. Let me let me let me calm down because you're a black woman, and I don't want nobody to think I'm talking crazy at you because I'm not. <laughs> I got number respect for you. But you do realize that these companies, these are the same companies that make all the other dope that you put in your system. All that other shit you put in your damn throat to fix a cold or to fix whatever feminine issues or to fix whatever gastrointestinal Pepto-Bismol. It's the same company. All that shit. You know the COVID vaccine on the floor above Pepto-Bismol. You know that, right? You know, I only take two vitamins a day. I'm pretty healthy. Thank goodness. That's all I take. I don't take anything else. I don't have the sugar. I don't have any issues. I'm pretty good. Cody. JG just doesn't want to be a guinea pig. And, you know, I recognize and appreciate that sentiment. Okay. But to Roy's point, you know, uh, if they were going to get us with a vaccine, they could have got us with all 12 of the ones they put in and put into us before public school. You know, like, really, I'm looking big picture here. Right. They want to give me the vaccine so I can go back outside and start spending money again. The reason they won't give me the vaccine is because I am the quintessential non-essential worker. I'm an artist (laughs) under 30 with no income. So they're like, you can wait, sir. You can wait. You're going to be all right, little nigga. Just stay in your mama crib and pick out your air (laughs) for Ain't nothing wrong with you. (laughs) I, I bring up the vaccine because... There's been reports that some of the people that are out there giving the vaccine are just straight up not qualified. Like that, like we're forgetting just how thinly straight. Like honestly, if we wanted to do job fair every week, it could just be nursing. We literally could just do an episode every week and just go go be a nurse. They're hiring. They are stretched thin to the point where it's just random people in there giving the damn vaccine. And then on top of that, apparently the vaccine is like raw chicken, where if you leave it out on the counter too long, you can't do nothing with the shit. So it's people that are leaving the shit out on the counter and they rush in to just vaccinate people. Anybody like I heard that if you just go into CVS at like 450, like right before they shut down the vaccinations, if it's some leftover vaccine juice in one of them little vials. They give you that shit. It's like the people who try and grab the cookies from the bakery at the last minute. Like, y'all got some leftovers? It's the exact same thing. I used to do the same thing at Popeye's. Right. If you go to Popeye's at 9.55, they give you all that shit. That's a pro tip. You can stare at me, but I'm just, you know, this show isn't just about employment. This is, you know, these are tips. I did not hear this, that there are people who are underqualified to give you the vaccine. You know what? The fact that there are all these unqualified people. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jacqueline. We talk about there being unqualified people giving the vaccine as if it's just some person with three fingers who's never used a needle before, who don't know how to jab you. But these are courageous people. You're straight up. Like, just let's let's just think about this for a second. Let's 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 just think about for a second what is happening. What is happening is we are having people who are not qualified to end an illness mm-hmm. volunteer to give motherfuckers the vaccine. Uh-huh. You don't know shit about jabbing people, but you answered the call. You just, you know what this shit is like? 
Motherfuckers volunteering to vaccinate strangers on a disease. This shit is like the end of Independence Day when the government pulled up and was like, hey, which one of you niggas know how to fly a plane? <laughs> and just random people was just like, you know what? Shit, I know how to fly. I flew a crop duster. What the fuck it? I fight the aliens. And it's for that reason, Cody, I know you have somebody standing by as your most outstanding employee of the week. But as the host of the show, I'm a supersede you. The most outstanding employee of the week. Cody's most outstanding employee of the week is all the people who don't know what they're doing and jabbing the vaccine needle too deep into your arm and touching bone in the name of humanity. <laughs> Let's transition. Let's turn the page. Uh, it's time for worst of first. What's the first? This is the part of the show where we talk to you, the general public, and we invite you all. This is the people show, JG. I agree with that. I agree with that. I am simply a facilitator. I'm a middleman. I'm just connecting strangers with other strangers so they can share their story so you can know you ain't alone and feeling the way you Mm -hmm. feel, bruh. We've all had a worst job. We've all had a first job. And I invite y'all on to share a story of one or the other. Uh, Where's the first? Uh, who we got? Who we got in the cut, JG? We have Paolo, who is in Texas. Paolo. Did I say the name hey. right? Yeah, it's Paolo's, but <laughs> it's all good. Paolo's. Paolo's. What's going on, brother? Rotate your phone for me if you can. Sure. Give me some of that landscape. Yeah. Now, I know for the people who can't see what's going on right now, I'm looking at your background there, brother. You in a recording studio or a college, like, lecture hall or something? You got the high ceilings, the lights? <laughs> no, I'm actually locked out of my apartment right now. <laughs> and I'm uh, right across the street at a, I don't even know what to call this. They built this. I don't even know what it is, to be honest with you. It's art. That's what they always call it. Yes. It's yeah. It's architecture. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a pink piece. <laughs> so, brother, as quick as you can, man, tell us about your worst or your first gig. So, uh, when I was in high school, I had this teacher who, uh, uh, she was an AP history teacher, who uh, we talked about the uh, election, uh, Bush-Gore election, and I started talking about how the electoral college was like weird and like unnecessary so she was like you know what i like you let me give you uh the number to this guy he works at the for the dallas democratic party um and so i got this job basically canvassing uh so i anyway i go out and i was uh canvassing at the uh it's a suburb of dallas called mesquite and uh that sounds like pickup trucks and shotguns. I could be yes. wrong, but keep... T- yes. No, no, no. 100% correct. So you're knocking on the doors. As you're representing the Democratic Party in Texas, yes. a red state. Yes. Long red state. Daddy Bush, yeah. baby Bush, running Texas. Yeah. And you're knocking on doors trying to get people to vote Democrat. No, no. So what we're doing actually is just making sure people are registered to vote and then telling them to go vote. So we're not even trying to sway them one way or the other, okay. uh, uh, which I thought was odd. But anyway, so I knock on this guy's door. He answers the door and, you know, our spiel was, hi, my name is Palos. I work for the Dallas Democratic Party. I'm just here to make sure that you're registered to vote. And the guy just heard Democratic Party uh, and was like, left his front door open, said, give me a second. I'm about to go get my gun and I'll be right nice. back. Nice. And I was like, oh. I'm sorry, excuse me, where, what, what, what just happened? <laughs> so uh, he like just walks into what is like a dark descending hallway. I quickly walked to my car uh, and tried to get out of there because I didn't know I was going to have to, like, I, obviously they put me on the phone bank after that just to like make calls. <laughs> so you as a black man. Yeah. Knock on the door of a white man. Now, here, I got to ask you a serious question, and this isn't sure. me victim blaming, but I got to know. Why would you knock on the door of a white dude and even say, in Texas, and say the word Democratic Party? You could have just went, hey, hey, bro, we need you to vote. I'm with the party. Like, <laughs> was it required that you say the word Democratic Party? Well, I, so I, I don't even understand why they asked us to, like, talk about a political affiliation, to be honest, but I think in hindsight like it, it was more like hey 
we're trying to get out the vote, right? This is early 2000s. I'm, I'm a teenager. I'm in high school. I thought they were just trying to like, hey, you know what? We're doing a good job. So maybe they'll vote our way. But in hindsight, that was a horrible mistake. I mean, like other things also happened in the job. I got chased by dogs. Like people looked at me weird. They thought I was trying to like break into their homes. It, it was a weird time. Did you ever get the police called on you? Anything crazy like that? Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. But Which did, also, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that you did well on the phone because you were code switching. You exactly. Yeah. So you could put on that, you could put on, you know, the white voice. Yeah. <laughs> they won't know the difference. I was Jeff on the phone. I want to I wanna thank you for calling and sharing this. I hope that this doesn't discourage other people who are out there canvassing and trying to flip red states, blue, and change the world. Uh, I hope it doesn't discourage them. However, I will say respectfully to you, brother, that I think they was trying to set your ass up. You, let, let's just <laughs> yep. walk through this, Cody. Yep, Cody, I was thinking the, the same facts. thing. Let's walk through the facts, Cody. He's in high school, young black brother, speaks out about how wrong the electoral college is. His professor, his <laughs> white professor goes, you seem motivated. I got something for you. <laughs> All this number. You call the number. Motherfucker sends you out to pick up trucks in Gunshotville to knock on doors where you get chased by dogs. You get guns put on you. The police get called. And now you start questioning whether or not democracy is actually worth the effort. My brother, you got to stay the path. <laughs> Talk about educators going the extra mile to teach your ass a lesson. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what it felt like. That's definitely what it felt like. Yeah. Yo, man. <laughs> thank you so much for calling into the job, fam. Thank Appreciate you. you, brother. Hope you get back in the apartment, fam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, man. You said it. I was thinking, I hope he gets into his apartment, too. Poor man. Yo, that's also not counting the heat stroke that you have to deal with out there in Texas walking around in the heat i used to do yard work in alabama when i was like 14 that walking door to door door knocking is some dangerous shit no matter what you're doing it could be vacuums it could be voting it could be yard work like that is not that is oh that's that's crazy all right that's worse than first after the break we are going to delve into the world of serving the people we're going to talk about doulas i still don't know how to spell that word doula d-e-w doula doulas Am I saying it right? We're going to explore the world. We're going to explore the world of making sure that women get what they need during childbirth because the healthcare system be tripping and you can get paid to do it. Also, veterans assistance. We're in service. It's the job fair. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm. 
How's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Roy's Job Fair brought to you by Leo Deblin Space College. Jacqueline, I know that you've seen the report of the new Mars rover helicopter that's going on out there. They're running tests on it out there in the desert in Roswell, and once they got it up to par, they're going to send it up to Mars to keep looking for water. Get the education you need to get a space job. Leo Devlin Space College, six short weeks could get you a job in Mars helicopter repair or get your career started as a moon janitor. Six easy courses, less than $85 a week. Blackpeoplespacecollege.com Also, um, I want to give a shout out um, as well to our friends over there at Stitcher. Uh, Jacqueline, it is comedy week at Stitcher, and you know, Roy's Job Fair is going to be a part of it. And what they're doing at Stitcher, they're celebrating all of the hilarious shows and all of the funny podcasts for April Fools. It's going to be no tricks, just treats of listening to all of the funniest shows that are out there. Also, check out their curated homepage to find your next comedy podcast obsession. Uh, if you're on your phone, you can download the Stitcher app right there in your app store. Go to stitcherapp.com slash comedy to learn more. Okay. Let's get into the job fair. JG, um, what 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 do we know as a group? Before we bring this Doolin, what what do we know about Doolin? We know that they might be in a war with the other team. What are they? It's something with the Midwives? M. Midwives? Yeah. So if they were two gangs, they would be battling against each other. That's what we know. I know I'm going to get this word wrong, Jacqueline, and I don't want you to shame me. What is the process of being a doula? Is it called doulaing? No. Doulaing? Doulaing, Jack? You you just can't make a word. What do you mean I make up a word? I'm using a proper suffix, ing. Ing indicates the act in the present tense to the act of something that's occurring. So if you're a doula and then you're doulaing, that means you are actively being a doula. I would accept that. No. I'll accept that as well. No. Doularizing. Yeah, the actor. So we have a professional on the phone who can tell us what we're going to get is. to the professional in one second. But I just want to discuss this this because this is an interesting occupation, the doula. You know, and I didn't even know shit about doulas till Erica Badu came into the game. Because like that, I'll be honest, Cody, that shit threw me off. Most rappers, you know, most most entertainers, most black entertainers, you know, when they get done, you know, you get a couple hit albums under their belt, right? Then they break off into acting or, you know, they may 
you know, a wine mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. liquor line. They may do reality mm-hmm. TV. You know, it's a lot of different pivots for musicians. And Erica Badu was like, no, nah, I'm going to just go deliver babies in houses. Well, when you think about how many babies her music probably led to and then combine that with how smoothly she can go from Erica Badu to Erica Badula. It makes sense. Oh Lord. That's that's a that's a fair theory. Um I can already tell that our guest disagrees with you. Uh Jacqueline, who do we have on the line? We have T Floyd with us and she's in Chicago and please help us understand what a doing does. <clears throat> Yes, I like that. But it's it's providing doula support. Mm. And we don't birth the babies. We just support the birthing. Okay, person. so then let's start there. What's Because we're going to get into the job openings that you all have and what your company does. But we know what happens in the hospital with the OBGYN. What is the difference between yes. that and a midwife and a doula? Great question. So a midwife is more into like natural birth. And it's usually um, they have they are a nurse. OBs are doctors. Doulas are not medical professionals at all. We just provide support to make sure that mom is comfortable and we support the other person that may be supporting her like a partner or a parent. And then we also um, teach her how to advocate. So sometimes things happen while you're um, laboring and delivering that you don't necessarily want to happen. So we give you the questions to ask so you can speak up. Now we're getting into the shit right there. Cause now we're talking about <laughs> black women, childbirth mortality rates being higher than any other Absolutely. race. And these doulas are going, Hey, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what you need to ask for. And this is what you need to be conscious of and make sure. To... Now, are you all, I guess this is probably a pre COVID question. How much up until the birth of the child is the doula present? Is this all up until the first contraction? Then the doula, like, all right, well, that's all you paid for. I'll holler at you. <laughs> or do you hang around all the way up until? <laughs> yes, if we're allowed to, we hang around. Um, now they're starting to let us back into hospitals. But there was a time where we could only help virtually. So if you could have a phone up or a tablet, um, you could communicate with us during that, you know, that vehicle. But. Now we can go back into the hospital, some of them, and provide support in person. It's a it's an interesting line of work. Let's let's just talk a little bit about the training because if I'm someone that wants to get into something like this, I would imagine you need to know some stuff. But this ain't go off to medical school for four years. To, because here, here's the thing: like for what childbirth is and the miracle that it is. It happened for a long time without hospitals. Like, yeah. when you really think about that, Cody, that's some wild shit that people was just having babies back in, like, year 42. Right. Just 42 AD, <laughs> baby, on the ground. Just, and they figured it out. So what, what's what's the training in this? So typically you only need about three days worth of training, three long, long days, but it's an ongoing um, education. So we do a lot of trainings outside of those three days um, where you learn about C-sections, inductions, breastfeeding, things that can happen prenatally, postnatally. You all go in and try to help provide these services for people that may be, you know, there's a lot of gaps in healthcare um, in the black community (laughs) as well. And Sometimes having a doula could be the the life and death differential uh, for a lot of these young women. Yes, every birthing person should have a doula. It just keeps you supported and it keeps you feeling safer. So my organization actually follows the baby all the way up to five. So, you know, after you have the baby... The doula stays with you until the baby is about two months. And then we have a parent educator that takes over and meets with the mom and the baby and makes sure the baby is developing and progressing. Now, from a certain, right, I hope this question makes sense. And Jacqueline, stop me if this question don't. <laughs> I'm sure you will. If I become a police officer, 
I get a badge. If I become a doctor, I get a certificate of some sort on the wall to show you, hey, I know what I'm doing. Basically what I'm saying is, what's to stop me from just putting up an ad on Craigslist and just going, let me help you with that baby, $40. (laughs) Are there male doulas? Let's just start, let's let's backtrack. Is that that even the thing? Because that feels creepy. Like even when I just said that, that felt, felt a little creepy. Not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm a doula. It's male support people, but they're usually the partner of. How you, you know, doing, baby? I'm a doula. I be doing. Let me help you with that baby. Let me go and see where that baby going. Oh. Let me. Mm, hey, good to meet you, fellas. Good to meet you, sir. Now, if you can lead a room, I got to do some doing. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> felt like a felony. Like even as I said it just now. Uh, but no. So, but all jokes aside, where can people go if they want to apply and be a part of this? So familyfocus.org. It's family-focus.org. My agency is in the Inglewood community, but we have several locations. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on a job fair, Sister T. Floyd. Thank you so much for what you you. do. Thank you so much for caring about people, as Goody Mob would say, in the parts they disregard, you know, and making sure that you're looking out for people that don't necessarily even know that these type of programs even exist so that they can get the help that they need. So God bless you. Roy. Yeah, yeah, fire off, fire off. I'm sorry. Um, so how much does this pay T Floyd? Because I mean Oh yeah, Jacqueline always looking that. for a side hustle. So um well I'm not sure what private doulas make because I work in a community, but community de- community based doulas make about forty K to start. Okay, and so in your experience, what have you heard that private doulas make? Well, depending on how many babies you can take, you can make uh, 1,500 a participant. So if you can do a bunch of births in a month, then you... <laughs> but you can't be double booking. Okay, what if two babies come on the same day? Then like, which baby do you doula? You call your doula sister. They have a, it's a community. Oh, so you call somebody to cover your shift. You get two mm-hmm. babies on the same day. That's that's twins. That's a they call doula sister. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that might be the lick, man. Forty k. Yeah, I'd step into that and then start my own private practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. doula yeah. and them. This Royce job fast brought to you by <laughs> doula and them. Uh, right now, it's uh, doula right thing. Uh, you can email us at do the right thing at craigslist.com. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's so cheesy. I, I shouldn't like laugh at that, but it was funny. Floyd, that encouraged <laughs> Well, Sister Floyd, thank you so much for coming on the job fair. And uh, stay safe in Chicago. And congratulations on finally making it to spring. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. She's nice. She is nice. She's very nice. I understand like the, the natural birth and people are, you know, having home births and stuff. And, you know, they say it's a lot healthier and less traumatizing, you know, for the child. I know when my son was born that we had a conversation about the whole home birth thing. But I was like, yo, we live in a one bedy in New York. There ain't no room. Like, you, you ever seen somebody have a baby at the house? The bathroom be big as hell. Right. Be a huge bathroom. Oh. Bathroom looked like a bedroom. You can't have no home birth. And it wouldn't even be no room for the baby once the baby get out the damn Well see that's the thing. You if you have a if you have a baby in a small New York apartment like that, less traumatizing for the baby. Far more traumatizing for the neighbors. Everybody's hearing that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Every every time I've ever seen a TV birth, there's a lot of screaming going on. And I heard that that's underwhelming compared to the real version. So, you know, I'm just trying to be a good neighbor. It, it, you, you get out of there. <laughs> the baby's not going to remember. Uh, JG, who's next in the job fair? We actually have Matt, and he's a senior quality manager at Loxley Services, and they help veterans. Oh, I love this one. I love this one already. Veterans always standing up, running around, saving the country, fighting freedom. Matt, welcome to the job fair, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well, Roy. Thanks for having me. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about Loxley Services. Is this a national position or is this something local where you are? 
so it's a it's a national position. So our, our company, uh, who we are, what we do, we are a uh, medical consulting firm that helps veterans uh, compile and consolidate their medical evidence they need for their disability benefits. So, uh, you know, the, the VA in itself can be a, a bit tough to navigate. It could be a, it's a big, big bureaucracy, a lot of rules, a lot of things. So uh, uh, that's where we step in to come and help our, our vets navigate that. My uncle is an Army veteran, and he just got a check this year, 2021, on some paperwork that he filed in, like, 2015. Yep. Like, a bunch of back and forth. And then before you can get the money, you must get this exam to qualify for to be eligible. We have to double check and triple confirm that your leg is as jacked up as you say it is. So go to three different leg people. And then that leg man will send the, oh, he didn't send the form. Go back to the leg man and get the form and send the form. How much pushback do you get, if you can speak to this, how much pushback does your company get from the VA? Because basically your job is to help people get their money. So, I mean, we, we don't directly engage with the VA, right? We are uh, consultants directly with our veterans. You know, we, we kind of uh, help, uh, you know, inform them on, on you know, how, what, how to describe their, their symptoms, how to, how to formulate their paperwork, get them prepared for that exam. So it's one and done, right? The, uh, what a lot of vets don't know is there's a, uh, a, a, it's called 38 CFRs, Code of Federal Regulations, where the VA, everything is laid out. If this, then this. If, you're, if you have this, you're qualified for that. Um, and so we just help connect vets with that and, and just let them know that if, if you know, you have knee pain three, three days out of, you know, the three days out of the week, uh, you need to explain that. You need to talk about your your uh, you know the the lack of mobility that you have, a range of motion. Uh, you know, if if you don't get on some of these details, then they're going to drag it out for five years, and you know you you know hopefully eventually you know get the get your uncle paid. But uh, you know it's it's just educating our veterans on you know what the what the law is and and uh, you know what they what they deserve. Sounds like there's a whole separate layer to this issue of just general awareness. Like, not only how do I fill out these forms, but, hey, there is a firm that exists that will help you do this. Just give them a call. So what are the positions that uh, what positions are you all hiring for? So, so number one, what we're really uh, helping out with, because it's a uh, each medical exam, each medical case is, is really complicated and can go in a million different directions. Right. And so we have you know a bunch of different departments in our company and a bunch of areas where you can route your claim and so forth. Uh, what we are building out right now is someone called a battle buddy. It, it, it's a, a claim representative specialist. I'll pull up the exact job title here in a sec, but uh, it's uh, you know we call them battle buddies, and that's that's your guy, right? So when you call into our company, you talk to your guy, and they can give you exact information on you know what we need from you in terms of documentation, where you are, what the next steps are, uh, and just kind of help you help coach you and guide you along. Uh, through the process, because <clears throat> a lot of times, best case is you know it's uh, ringing in your ears or or discomfort in your knee, um, but a lot of cases it's it's mental health problems, it's uh, you know PTSD, it's it's some real deal stuff that's that's really affecting people's lives. And, and the last thing they want is to have a company treat them, you know, just the same as the VA treats them, right? Just as a number or you know just a, another step in the in the queue. So <clears throat> we're bringing on these battle buddies to. Uh, you know, help our folks coach them through the process and, uh, you know, make sure they have, uh, you know, not only that, that awesome customer service uh, uh, representative, but just someone to talk to, you know, someone to, to explain their issues and to relate with them. You know what I mean? What's the qualifications for that? I'm assuming it's better if I have served because there is more relatability, but it seems like just somebody that gives a damn and knows how to type you're at least halfway home. Right. right? You know, we, we, we do look for folks that have some customer service background, you know, some experience on the phones, experience, uh, you know, relaying a bunch of complex information in a, in a concise way. Uh, but absolutely, it, it, you know, we uh, uh, love to have vets. You know, we have a ton of vets. Obviously, if you look at my background, I'm a vet. Uh, you know, a lot of us are uh, can, can have fought that fight with the VA ourselves and can relate to those struggles. So <clears throat> uh, that's obviously a plus. If you can speak the language, you know the acronyms, you know all that other madness. Uh, that obviously helps helps a great deal. But uh, if you're good on the phone and, and and like you said, you care, you give a damn, uh, then then we can find a place for you. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the job fair. And I also have to thank you, and I'm sure my co-host will thank you as well, for boiling this down into a simple way that those of us who have not served can understand it. Because Cody, JG, I don't know if y'all ever talked to somebody that served, but yo, they, yo, we got to get three clicks and there's two mics and we OM and we Oscar Mike and we get a three click. You got to fill out the JRG and two Foxtrot Alpha Victor. I can like, go there if you want. I can go there if you want. But <laughs> thank you for your service, man. And thank you for what you're continuing to do now that you're back stateside, brother. Thank you so much for calling into the job fair. All right. After the break, it's time to check in with the homie Rob for short, a.k.a. Narado, and we will see what in the world is going on where we can help people of a different race break the ice with other people. It's the job fair. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Roy's Job Fair, Home Stretch. If we always do, that was a good that was a good round of employment right there, JG. Good people. T. Floyd, T. Floyd up there in Chicago, making sure that women get the care that they need, and um, you can get paid to be a healthcare advocate for someone. That's that's Bingo. very if you're if you're a woman though, which I'm fine with that. Just for the record, I don't want you to think I'm being some male rights activist or a woman can do it. No, that the occupation of doula should 100 percent should be a woman helping a woman. There's a certain nurturing. There's a certain chemistry that comes with that. A dude liable to have his phone off when it's time for the baby to come because he don't want his girl to know he a doula. He a doula on the side. Don't want his girl to know he be doulaing. You know, cause some relationship drama. All right. Give me my music. There we go. Like we always do about this time on the job fair, we are going to give you tips, conversation starters, if you will, to keep things fresh between you and your coworkers. Some of y'all just now getting back into the office. Some of y'all still staring each other on the Zoom screens. Either way, it's awkward. To help us give you tips to break the ice, we bring on our resident black people, white people-ologist. He is Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short. Rod, calling us today. You're not on the video. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah, um, I, I, I rolled out of bed about, about 3 p.m. And uh, my power was out. Uh, we had a little, little rain come through. It wasn't even a bad rain, but uh, yeah, I rolled over, man, and my lights were flickering, and it's been off ever since then, so I'm sitting here by candlelight and drinking bourbon like some depressed, divorced dad, ready to do my segment. Well, you know what, Rod, you sound terrible, but I respect the dedication. If you just drinking bourbon straight, you ain't got no chaser? Nah, nah, I'm going straight up this time, uh... I think that it was appropriate for the situation, you know. So I just got my bourbon going and uh, a uh, Batman Returns glass mug from McDonald's from like 1992. What? I swear, every every black person I know got a cup in their house that's been there for 20 years, like an heirloom. He's drinking bourbon out of a Batman Returns cup. That's Michael Keaton. That's... 92, if I'm not mistaken. You can fact check that yeah. for me, JG, but I think I know, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's somewhere in there because the first back. We talked to Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, you know? Yeah, and Danny DeVito as the penguin. All right, Rod, let's get to it, brother. Give the white people something they can um, holler at their black coworkers about to keep things from being so awkward in the workplace. Right now, uh, black people are all the rage about uh, an, an Instagram relationship guru getting caught up in a cheat. <laughs> but look, we got good old Derek Jackson, uh, annoyingly spelled J A X N. Maybe one of those uh, I got caught cheating governors in. He put it out to the world, holding his wife's hand while he talked about all the ass he's been getting on the side. Wait, are you serious? He, all right, walk me through it. All right, hang on, because I saw it. I saw this. I saw this on Twitter, but I just, I see certain shit on Twitter. I just be like, I ain't got time to, to even know what the fuck this is. She was wearing a bonnet or something. It was a hat. I don't whatever it was. It was. I felt yeah, bad. It, it looked like a bonnet, <laughs> but it was a, okay. Yeah. So he's a dude that gets on the internet and goes, love, 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 love my wife, relationship. This is what y'all need to be doing in y'all yeah. relationship. And then he got caught. Man need to do better at uplift these black queens. And oh, yeah, that was, that found was out that he's been, uh, he's been DMing everybody. And uh, he's a little stank on his hang down. Every week you come with a new <laughs> phrase, a little stank on his hang down. Okay, so... <laughs> Now, that's actually, you know what, Rod? That's actually a good topic white folks could bring up with black folks because you don't even have to know his name. You could just go, did you hear about that? I saw something about that man that was cheating on his poor wife and brought her on there. Because white pastors do that all the time, too. 
Oh, yeah. This isn't White this isn't an exclusively blood. black thing. This is just something black people are talking about right now. Okay. You ain't never seen that. Yeah, it's normally, you it's seen normally a pastors. white politician at a press conference with his wife standing next to him talking about mm-hmm. all the prostitutes he's been caught with. <laughs> okay. Also, yo, you are no white privilege. <laughs> when white people get caught cheating, they get a whole press conference. This motherfucker was on the couch <laughs> on the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> camera wasn't even at eye level they ain't have no tripod no nothing they was just sitting <laughs> on the couch alright that sounds like a good one man that sounds like a good one people could bring up alright uh, let's end strong Rob what can black people bring up to their white co-workers to keep things a little loosey goosey uh, uh, for, for black people bring up with the white co-workers we're going to take it back across the pond one more time in the other direction we're talking right. about dogs specifically royal dogs uh, right now Buckingham Palace is still reeling from the Prince Harry and, and Princess Meghan Markle interview with Oprah so the queen is currently trying to get herself out of the doghouse by putting her two new dogs all over the TV Giving them cute pet names and you know, they're just trying to get out in front of the scoundrels. So the queen got two new dogs, and they're uh, corgi oh. slash dachshund mixes. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a classic move by white people, even the richest and most powerful white people in the world know dogs are always a hit. Hmm. Yo, it has been funny to watch their we ain't racist PR moves that they've been doing. <laughs> The last couple weeks, because I think what well, I don't know none of their names, but the brother that's still in England, Prince William. Prince, Prince William. Prince William got a black friend. He had all over Instagram talking about <laughs> I like Prince William, and then uh, the Queen. Did she say she was going to appoint a czar of some shit to fucking to be in charge of black relations and stomping out racism within the monarchy? Yeah, which is something she should have, you know, she's been the queen for like 187 years. She had a long time to do that. Queen Elizabeth doesn't care about black people. If you want to blacken up Buckingham Palace, let that black baby come on back home and be a prince again. Start with him. Just one time. I bet he ain't got one of them oil portraits hanging up in there, you know? With him dressed up like a general or something. (laughs) The baby. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Rob, we're gonna let you go, brother. I do hope you get some electricity. Um, I think it's cold enough where you are down south, where you can put all your put the put put half the fridge out in the garage. You should be okay. Yeah, I got my I got my skull cap on right now. Like uh, my husband making a video about how you can see no man. Yeah. All right, okay. Man. Well, uh, his podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. Uh, look him up on Twitter at Rod the Number Four Short Rod for short Rod. Uh, we'll get at you next week, brother. Stay warm. Both up. <laughs> That's your friend. He is an eccentric man, but he still called in. He could have. Oh, yeah. He could have easily said, "Hey, man, I ain't got no power. I can't do the show." But that's why I run with that man. He's... But that's why he keeps a job too, because he's gonna get there no matter what. <laughs> I'm All right. serious. So. Scam of the Week time. Scam of the Week brought to you by Comedy Week on Stitcher. I'm going to throw them them people at Stitcher another damn free mention. I like Stitcher. Stitcherapp.com slash comedy. Play catch up on all the latest podcasts. Download the Stitcher app in the App Store. Uh, Scam of the Week. uh, This is where we, you know, I can either share a scam of a time I stole something and did some dirt at work. You know, usually there's stories. About people stealing stuff and getting, you know, getting caught at work. But uh, we have a caller today. Always excited when we get a caller because this is the people show, JG. Who is our scammer that is uh, standing by right now? It's Ryan. He's in Warren, Michigan, and he used to work at a grocery store. Ryan, come on into the job, fair brother. How you doing up there just outside of Detroit? My girls, people, they out there in Warren and... Dearborn and Lansing and all that shit up there. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. Before we get into the scams uh, that you used to run on the job, um, mm-hmm. 
I just want to say, and I don't say this to kiss ass, and I mean this, Detroit pizza, hands down, number one pizza that's out there in the county. I believe. I believe. I can sign off on that for sure. Jacqueline, have you ever? I have, and I'm still with Chicago. I don't know where you come up with this stuff. Uh, you can mute yourself. Uh, Ryan. <laughs> Whatever. It ain't even really pizza. It's like all our sauce, right? Ryan, you want to stay on the show? You want to stay on the show? <laughs> I thought I heard you guys. You want to stay here, no. Ryan? Hey, I'm going to be in Chicago uh, next weekend. So I, uh, no, this weekend, actually. So I can. Yeah, give it, another okay. give it another try. Yeah. All right, Ryan. So tell us about your scam, brother. What scam? First off, where'd you work? And what was I the worked scam? at this uh, grocery store in uh, Canton, Michigan. So that's mm-hmm. like halfway between Detroit and Ann Arbor. But um, it was a, like a it was a it was a Spartan store, which is like the the generic brand type of store. But it was in Canton, so they like fancied it up. So like in a deli, we had like prosciutto and all types of fancy cheese and all of that type of stuff. So it was, I mean, that was, I was out of my element for a while, but you know, like noticing cameras is always something I kind of always did. So it wasn't, it wasn't really out of the, you know, it wasn't out of the ordinary to know what was going on. But once I got comfortable, like, I mean, everybody ate stuff, but I kind of took it to another level. Like it was, cause I worked with a lot of college kids. So I would like take a couple maybe like 50 bucks worth of meat, sell it to them for 20, stuff like that. I was taking time. That's all in the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me let me start right there for a second. So we can understand just how above and beyond you were going. <laughs> what were other people, because everybody, like yeah. like employers account for employee theft within their bottom right. line. They know motherfuckers ain't right. shit. Right, right, right. I would say, yeah, like some people, like somebody would be like, okay, they'll make a sandwich. Or something like that. No, I was like cutting stuff. And then like I live kind of far away. So I would put it in the freezer. And then I would just, you know, got the dicky <laughs> pants on. So you can you can fit one of them in your pocket. Or like we used to have like uh we used to have like baked <laughs> So I could put, you know, get a get a pound container to you know, them black containers, the black plastic containers. I could fit one of them in each pocket. Man, I, I survived the whole summer off of just that food. Like, whatever I ate there, and then I had chicken and lunch meat and cheese and all types of stuff. So, yeah. But, the, I mean, the biggest thing was I got caught the one time. And, uh, like, she caught – like, I was about to leave, but I had already took the sandwich. I was like, I don't want to waste it. So we had to walk in cooler in the back, and I ate the sandwich. And the, the night manager, she wasn't, like, our uh, department manager or whatever. She was the store manager. She caught me. And she was like, oh, you know, you was eating that sandwich. I was like, no, I brought this from home. And she, But I was leaving anyway. Like, I was I was, off. I was about to leave work anyway. So I left, and I went to, like, play poker with some other people or whatever. And then I come to work, like, the next Sunday, and they was like, no, nah, you can't you can't work. And I was like, what? I was like, y'all going to fire me? Like, I was so mad because I was like, y'all firing me, and y'all didn't tell me? Like, why would I drive all the way out here? <laughs> so I was mad about that, but they were like, "Yeah, come up here on Monday and talk to the owner," because he wasn't there on Sundays. And I was like, "I'm not about to drive all the way back out here again just for y'all to tell me I'm fired." They have a meeting. So I called him and I talked to him for like ten minutes, and he was like, "He was like, no, nah, you said, you know, he was like, uh, what did he say? He was like, yeah, she said she caught you. I was like, I told her I brought that sandwich from home. I don't know why she didn't believe me." And I, he was like. And then he goes, that's your story, and you stick it to it. And I was like, that's what happened, man. I, <laughs> and then he was like, all right, I'll see you. You was locked oh, in. Oh, yeah, I was in. I was in. I was all in. Like, listen, if you go fire me, you're going to have to say, you know, because I, I knew, like I said, it's a, it was a store in the suburbs. They had, like, a camera by the office, and they had a camera by the front door, and then they had cameras in the back in the on the dock. But there was no cameras where I was, so I was like, it's no way, you know, they, it's no way they know I did it. It's no, they couldn't prove it because I had already threw away the evidence before she so caught me. She just caught me eating a sandwich. She didn't know. There was no way to prove it. But the craziest part of the story is, they. so they let me keep working. I ended up working there for like two more years or something. <laughs> but then they put one of those like decoy signs, like, hey, we're being, you're being monitored. <laughs> Everybody was like, all oh, that bullshit. Like nobody, nobody's doing that. <laughs> nobody. 
And then like, uh, yeah, we used to take, but I, I don't even, like, honestly, I don't even know if I was the worst. Cause like one, uh, one manager we had, he got, he was stealing like pallets of dog food and all the young man, man, it was, it was wild. All the young what kids. What do you have, a pickup truck? I don't know. I that was the story I heard. I came in one day and he was fired, and they was like, "Yeah, he was taking all types of stuff." I didn't see no video or nothing. The kids that was in there because we work with like high schoolers, they used to go in the in the walk in beer cooler and just get drunk, and they would uh they would steal deodorant and stuff like that. It was it was wild. It was like the wild wild west. But yeah, I used to, and then I used to steal oh, batteries, um, because they had like the rechargeable batteries and stuff like that. I used to take those. But I had to take a lot because my kids ain't the brightest. So like I had a recharger, but they like if the if the they didn't know that. So if the battery stopped working, they just throw them away. <laughs> or if uh or I had to re I had a recharge like I had a charger, oh. but they would put batteries that weren't rechargeable in the charger and break the charger. Oh, that's not good. So now I gotta steal another charger because yeah. then <laughs> I wasn't I was only making like nine dollars an hour. I couldn't I wasn't about to pay for it. So that was cool. Why uh, were you so camera aware? Oh, no, man. I, I don't know. Maybe it was something about being in white spaces or something. But, like, it was crazy, too, because it was segregated for real. Like, the only black people worked in the deli. Because, like, my cousin got me the job. So I worked with him and this other black guy that he went to school with. That's how they knew about the job. And then, like, a week after I got hired, one other black dude got hired. And I'm telling out of, like, the 50, 60 people that worked there for the longest, it was just us four. And like, and they, it used to be like jokes and shit. Like, oh, that's the hood, you know. Like the deli was the hood because we all oh. We all, I'm not like it was. That's how it was, but you know. You you do know that your actions guaranteed that this place did not have a black cashier for another five years. Right? <laughs> but listen, but I mean, I guess, like, but no. What's crazy though is one time. Uh, Cause it, and it was like some, you know, it's like some typical kind of racism. You can't really say it's racism, but the the owner came in one time and she was like, and I, I like, I never talked to her more than like, Hey, good morning. Stuff like that. She was like, yeah, I just want you to know, you know, you're not in trouble, but somebody saw you still in a blue eye. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, look at me. I was like, I don't even know what a blue eye is. I was like, it's no way. Me and know. yeah, and it was a apparently it's a plum and an apricot like hybrid. But the crazy part is, oh, ain't no black yeah. person ever in their life. Was, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. I knew who did it because my buddy, the other guy that we knew, <laughs> of course he did. He used to just eat like he would just go grab a peach and be walking through the produce section. I'm like, no, you got to be more discreet than that. But you know, I knew it was him. But I was like, I was. But this is what I said to her. I was like, no, they didn't tell you they saw me. They told you they saw a black dude. And she turned around and walked out of that deli so fast. And because I was like, I know that wasn't me. Like that one, I didn't lie. I knew that wasn't me because I don't. I, I wouldn't even take the chance of eating a flu out. I don't eat fruit. But fuck up, that kid's me. Fruit I never heard of. Y'all not about to experiment on me. But uh. Do you oh, squeeze man. your um your your tomatoes? Do you squeeze your tomatoes? How do you know your tomatoes are good when you go shopping? Yeah, yes, I like I like them more firm. So yeah, but I don't I don't gotta squeeze them. I just like it's by the touch. Cause like I said, like we worked I worked in the deli so long, like I could have been selling. I could have been you know moving some weight because I could I could freehand you know an eighth easily. And then they used to come, like, <laughs> like, I knew all the weights. Anything up to, like, 24 ounces, I could guess it just by the, just holding it in my hand. So I knew all the, yeah, I got, it's real good with that. Well, brother, you live to tell the story, and you're a free man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, that was, like, 10 years. I don't know what they would do if if, if somehow they stumbled across this, but. I was about 10 oh, years the statute of limitations been passed on some damn grocery store meat. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, brother, thank you so much for calling into the job fair, man. When I get up to the D, man, comedy tickets on me, brother. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Respect to you, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, that's how you do it, Jacqueline. I guess everybody likes firm tomatoes. That's how you do it, Jacqueline. When somebody say that you was doing some shit, you stand on your... The only way to lie is that the lie has to become your truth. Mm. Okay. I'm serious. On some relationship shit, that's how men lie. That's how we that's how we do women. <laughs> 
That's how you, you do stupid ev- women. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You have evidence, but what you don't have mm-hmm. is proof. There's a difference. You got the evidence, but you still got to prove it. They had evidence on OJ, but they didn't have proof. Okay. True. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's 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 a life tip, man. Thank you to everybody <laughs> that called in today. That man was serving the people. We served the people today. Mm. We did the vaccines, walking around black neighborhoods, grocery stores, community mm-hmm. doulas, veteran assist. Yeah. We did it. We did it, man. As always, uh, thank you to writer researcher Cody E. Wilkins, Jacqueline, my wonderful, wonderful producer and red blood cells of this program. I know you're on location in Mississippi. Yes. I know there's Mississippi stories you can tell. I want to hear those next week. Absolutely. And that's it. I, I think that's the show. I don't have anything else to add. I, I think I'm a, yeah, I'm going to go and get the vaccine, man. Mm. I'm gonna get that vaccine, and I'm gonna get a second one. You can't. You can't. Whatever. Can I get the one and done vaccine while waiting for the second shot of the first vaccine? You can't mix drugs. These drugs didn't even no. exist three months. You know what? Let's go. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. It's my body. I can do what I want. That's the show. No. Yes. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.